Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 in Edmonton. This is the second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. All right. Uh, you can keep texting us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. For our friends at the River Cree Resort and Casino, we welcome back to the show one of the most plugged in men in the business and a very popular one with our fans as well. Elliot, we have people saying, hey, don't forget to uh, send Elliot a belated happy birthday. So on that note, happy birthday, man can't believe well, thanks it. Thanks very much, Bob, and I know thanks very much, and thank you for the people who uh, wanted to do it. I appreciate it. Thank you. you look, I you love look, coming on the show with you, Bob. You know yeah? I'm coming on inspiring with you. Yeah, uh, you look great for 60, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to tell you a story that happened today. I went to go shoot a panel at uh, Roger's place in the Hall of Fame room. And I had not seen a couple of our guys, uh, one of our camera guys, who's a terrific athlete. His nickname is Mojo. And he said, Bob, I watched the uh, 30 for 30 on Michael Jordan. And do you ever look, he goes, do you ever look like Jerry? He goes, you remind me of Jerry Krause. Oh, my God, that's funny. And And I looked at him, and I was, I mean... I I I was ready to drop him right there, like because you know Jerry Krause was like five foot four, and you know, and and it's basically the man that was seen as blowing up, you know, one of the, you know, maybe the Bulls could have won another championship, and he didn't technically totally build the team, and no, no, you just you know you have some of the same mannerisms, and and I'm like, so so Jerry thought he was a GM, and 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 I think I'm a GM too. Is that what you're saying, Mojo? So we had a good chuckle in the room at that. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta laugh at yourself. You know what I'm saying, Elliot? Yes, uh, I I do think you have to laugh at yourself. Absolutely. I gotta tell you, I, I love that documentary. I thought it was one of the best things I've watched on TV. I wasn't crazy about the way the crowds was treated. I agree. Um, you know, he's not there to defend himself. Um, you you can say okay, we disagree, things like that, but not there to defend himself right and as you know these things are never as easy as blaming them on one person michael jordan was a fantastic player arguably the greatest player of all time i might think he is the greatest player of all time but there were parts of michael's life that never made it to that documentary so you know of course Right, and that comes with the territory. It was his documentary. He's in control of it. All right, uh, Elliot, you had us responding to a tweet that you put out on Oscar Kleppbaum a couple days ago. What have you heard? Well, I, what what I can tell you is that the way Kleppbaum played, you know, Kleppbaum struggled, you know, and the return to play was himself. But one of the things I heard also was that. 
he just didn't seem like himself. Um, you know, like, you know, I'm not around you guys all the time, but I've heard really good things about Clef Bomb as a person. Like, am, am I wrong there, Bob? Like, he's a good guy, right? Like, a you'd really want, you'd, you know, him and Nugent Hopkins from that 2011 draft, those are the type of guys you wish your daughter could marry. They're good dudes. Okay. So, yeah, I've heard that too. Like, I've heard he's a really good guy. And I heard he just wasn't himself. And, um, you know, I, I, I think the thing that, um, uh, the, the, the thing that was, is clear now, Bob, I understand, is he wasn't himself because he wasn't feeling good. And, you know, all I've been told is injury. I think we kind of all know which injury it is. But um, he, he wasn't himself. He wasn't comfortable. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much pain he was or wasn't in, but, you know, hockey's a tough sport. I'm sure he was in plenty of it. And uh, I just heard he left uh, Edmonton after the Oilers were knocked out. He was very discouraged. And, you know, I didn't really think a lot of it because, you know, I, they lost. So, of course, guy like McDavid's discouraged. Drysdale, like, everyone's discouraged. But then, you know, with the Ekman-Larsen thing, as the news started to seep out that obviously you guys were interested and, and, and you were thinking about potentially making a, a pitch, um, you know, I started to say, like, okay, well, if they're going to bring Ekman-Larsen in, you know, how's this all going to work? And that's when someone kind of said to me that one of the issues was Clefbaum's health. Yeah. And you start looking into it, and that's kind of what happened. So I just think that Clefbaum needed to, like, I know there's people saying, well, why didn't he do it right away? You know, I think that he was, I, I'm betting it's not an easy decision. And I think he needed some time, he needed some second opinions. And he really needed to think about it. And did he really want to miss a full season? How was he feeling? Um, and I think they're getting closer to this decision now. And the possibility exists that if he has the surgery, he could miss a good chunk of next year, whenever it is. So, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I, I think that's where we kind of are, Bob. All right. Uh, Darren Dreger reported yesterday that Edmonton was, uh, they didn't make the cut in the eyes of Oliver ekman Larson's camp. I guess things theoretically could change. I Somebody suggested to me today that Vancouver was in a very good position right now. What are you hearing regarding OEL? Well, I, I do think that the two teams as of now that he has said he will go to are Boston and Vancouver. Now, I think Boston, and Jeff Merrick has talked about this on our podcast, I think Boston is a team that has liked Ekman Larson for some time. And if he had gone to free agency a couple of years ago, they were prepared to make a big run for him. Um, I think they've been talking to the Coyotes about him for a while. I, you know, I'm careful with this stuff because it can change very quickly. This time of year, things kind of change. Yes. I heard Boston had dialed it back a little bit, that maybe they made a couple offers. It hadn't worked out. And they were kind of thinking, okay, do we just go back to Krug, who we like too, and just go that route? And then the other team was Vancouver. And from what I understand, Vancouver has let Arizona know what they can do. They said, if you want to do this, this is kind of what it would take. I think Arizona would have to take one of Vancouver's contracts. And, you know, they don't have a first rounder this year. So we're talking about maybe a future first rounder and some prospects. And I think, I'm not sure that's what the Coyotes are comfortable with yet, but I think if they know if they want to deal with Vancouver, 
that that's kind of where it is. Now, I'd just like to say something else, too, for the Edmonton audience. I know there have been a lot of rumors about player, Bouchard, and the 14th pick. I don't believe that's what Edmonton was considering doing. I just, uh, I don't think they were talking about Bouchard and the first rounder. Like, someone told me that uh, that was not what they were willing to do necessarily. So, I don't Good. know if these reports about what Edmonton was offering Good. are Good. correct. Yeah. Good. That's good to hear. All right, Tampa Bay. They got to get busy here right away. Jillian Breezeball, they win the Stanley Cup. They're, they got a lot of guys with uh, no movement clauses. How's this all going to play out, Elliot? Well, I think what they're doing is they've gone to uh, some of these guys, even I think before the return to play. Okay. Because they didn't know what was going to happen. And they said, you know, how would you guys all feel about this? I don't think a lot of their guys were that crazy about it. Uh, Julian Breezeball did a Zoom call yesterday where he said that I've got to give these guys some time um, to, you know, celebrate, and then he's going to start working on it. I don't know how inclined some of those guys are going to be to wave. And the guy who's got the modified clause is Killarn, and I think their preference is to keep him. So it's tricky. So Kucherov's no trade doesn't kick in till next week, but I've been told they're not doing that. Like, that's not happening. So I wonder if, um, you know, like, first of all, there's all these crazy conspiracy theories about it. I do wonder about Johnson. Would Johnson be willing to waive? Um, I think that's potentially a key one right there. I think the other one is, and I know they like him, but, you know, they've got Hedman and McDonough on the left side. Would Sergachev want, is he happy with the role he has there, or would he want a bigger role? Because I know that other teams are going to ask him that. Would Sergachev be wanting a bigger role, and then could they make a deal for him? Could they get picks and prospects for him? And I think that'll be an interesting one, because I know they're going to be asked about that one. We're joined by Elliot Friedman for the River Cree Resort and Casino. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Elliot Patrick Liney, is this a player that uh, goes here between now and, say, this time next week? I think he's definitely in play. Um, you know, I think Winnipeg's ask is very, is high, um, and it should be high. I mean, the guy's an incredibly high-ceilinged player. Um I really believe that uh, they want something big for him. And I think one of the issues is that I think some of the teams that are the best matches, teams like Philly and L.A., I'm not convinced that those teams are in it. Or, like, I think Columbus is in it deep. I don't know if there's a match. I think Carolina is interested. I don't know if there's a match. Like, I think that's kind of, I think Montreal did have interest. I'm not sure there's a match. So I think the thing that Winnipeg's asking a lot, so I don't know where the match is if teams like Philly and L.A. aren't in this. If Vancouver lands uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, Tyson Berry, and you know my personal thoughts on Tyson, uh, but... uh, could he be this year's Kevin Shattenkirk? He'll, he'll make more money, but could he be this year's Shattenkirk? Well, I, I think he's in a situation where, you know, he'd, he'd love to be that. Um, 
you know, I, I, I think that that's kind of the thing you're you're kind of looking at there and saying, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be happy to gamble on Tyson Berry. It just never worked out for him in Toronto, Bob. Like, it it got off to a bad start, and it never got better. And, you know, I, I, I think that's a great comparison. I think he's going to get some offers on one- and two-year deals and be able to pick where he wants to go. Taylor Hall, is Columbus in the – I mean, you mentioned Patrick Liney. Is Columbus trying to add skill or – are they? They've, I mean, they've got to get Dubois, uh, PLD there, signed to an extension. Um, yeah. But can they get in on Taylor Hall? I think they'd like to. Like, like I think the biggest thing about Taylor Hall is, you know, what is he willing to do? Like, if he's willing to take something shorter term, I, I think there's going to be a ton of teams. In Me on too. Him. Me too. If, if if he wants longer term, then I think it narrows the field somewhat. But I, I think there's a like if if like I think teams are saying to Taylor Hall, if you're serious about coming here and winning, boy, do we have the setup for you. And I think there's going to be a few teams that look at it like that. Um, and if he's willing to be to go that route, I think Bob, there's going to be a lot of interest in him. From NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort Casino, Elliot Friedman, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. You mentioned two weeks ago, Bob, there's some surprising names out there. Uh, I know that Bob McKenzie mentioned Jack Eichel. You mentioned in 31 Thoughts, $7.5 million bonus is already paid. Buffalo's not trading him this year. I look at Ekman Larson and think he's getting traded by the start of the 2021-22 season because he makes $31.5 million over a three-year run. He's out of there by then at the latest. Um, any other uh, any guys in Florida maybe surprising? Is there anybody else out there who may end up getting uh, moved here? Uh, I think that um, like to me, Florida like, you know like I, I think Florida is considering almost anything. You know, Barkov, he's not getting traded. Right. Every, anyone else there uh, could happen. Has Ekblad's value gone down a bit, Elliot? I don't know if Ekblad, like, I think, I think Ekblad worked pretty hard this year. Like, I heard him and Quenville worked really hard together to okay. understand each other. And, I mean, the only thing is, like, Bob, because of COVID now, the, the contracts, like, that's what it is. Like, people look at the money yep. and, their, and, and the term, and because of COVID, like, they're scared of it. Like, 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 I'll tell you this. I think there's plenty of interest in Ekblad as a player, but I just think the contract scares people away. So, yeah. I mean, like, I think they're capable of just about anything there if, if, if what they want to do. Like, I'll tell you something else. Like, I think they have interest in Petrangelo. If they get him to go there, like, they're going to have to do things, right? Yeah. Um, I think Dallas is going to be really interesting. They've got three forwards who are up. They've got Haskin and Alexiak up next year. They'd like to keep Kudobin, but I think that's going to be very hard. Like, I think Dallas is going to be a real interesting one. And I think your team to the south. Like, uh, I, I think Calgary's got a lot of balls in the air considering, you know, a, a makeover of its team. And I, I think those are guys that, um, that, that's a team that could do a lot of different things. Yeah, well, I agree. Calgary is going to be a very intriguing team to watch. Sounds like Vancouver is as well. I, I mean, yesterday, 
Uh, Frank Cervelli had an entire piece written about the Oilers on about six different talk- topics. They obviously pooled their resources there at TSN. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we, we've obviously had a lot of questions on Nugent Hopkins. We'll see where that ends up going here over the course. Look, I, mean, I, I think on Nugent Hopkins, they're trying. Like, I think they're trying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, there's that. Uh, final thoughts on Tampa Bay winning the Stanley Cup? Boy, weren't they supposed to be a soft team a year ago? Look who they beat. They beat Columbus, they beat Boston, they beat the Islanders, and they beat Dallas. Those are tough teams, man. Um, and their best players were their best players. Vasilevsky played every minute. Hedman was unfreaking believable. Kucherov, I mean, Lemieux and Gretzky are the only guys with more assists. Braden Point was dynamite. Um, it's just proof. Your best players have got to be your best players. Your goalie's got to be good, and your depth guy's got to make an impact. And the thing I like most about Tampa is they dished it out as much as they took it. Like, they oh, yeah. just let people run at them. No, no, no. They ran guy, at other people. Guys like Yanni Gord were going back. Tyler Johnson, those are smaller guys, and they played big man games. And, you know, I had an analytics guy uh, say, Bob, you couldn't beat the points per minute played for Steven Stamkos in the playoffs either. That's pretty funny, actually. I was happy to see him. So was I. I was happy to see him win, too. It takes a while, Elliot. Every number one pick between 03 to 08 has now won the Stanley Cup. Obviously, Fleury and Crosby, 03, 05 in Pittsburgh. Ovechkin, 04 in Washington, took him 14 years. Uh, St. Louis, well, I I rephrase it, every team that had the number one pick, because Eric Johnson was the number one pick from St. Louis in 2006. Many people thought Jonathan Tate should have been. Uh, St. Louis did win the Stanley Cup, and they're the one team that really didn't benefit that much uh, from that pick, but it was a sign of, you know, you hit rock bottom when you get number one, and uh, the Blues, as you remember, uh, got Shattenkirk and Chris Stewart back for Eric Johnson and McClement when they did that deal. 2007, Chicago moves up five spots to get Kane number one in 07, and now Stamkos number eight, 12 years. So it doesn't happen. Maybe there's a cautionary tale there. What do you think, Elliot, for how long it takes? Well, I'm a big believer in, like, like, like I look at Edmonton now, okay? And what was the thing that you guys did that I think will turn out to be the right thing? is that you've got two franchise cornerstones there and you got them signed for as long as possible. Like, like I just think that that's all you can do. When, I think when you have cornerstones like that, you sign them for as long as you can. You do what it takes to sign them for as long as you can because the price on these guys never go down. So you've got these two guys. They're signed for a long time. And, you know, you, you challenge them to get better. You know the way they're both wired. They're going to try to get better. And now you've got to surround them, and you've got to make it work around them. Like, you look at Washington, that's what they did. They kept their stars, and they built around them. You look at St. Louis, they could have blown it up. They kept decided to They almost everybody. did. They almost they did. They almost did, and they won around. Like Tampa last year, how many people were saying, blow it up? No. They, they kept them, and they won around them. Like, that's the way to win in this league. You challenge your stars to get better and nastier, and you build around them. Hey, we had somebody write a piece about uh, Connor needed to have a Steve Eiserman moment. Steve Eiserman almost got traded out of Detroit to Ottawa. You remember that. And I remember when the Red Wings lost the 95 uh, final to New Jersey. A lot of people, ah, Eiserman's never going to win. Then in 96, you know, what happened with Colorado and Claude Lemieux, ah, they're never going to win. 
and we don't think of Steve Eisenman that way anymore because he ended up winning in you know in '97 uh, and '98 and what was it 2002 and uh, again in 2008. So it does it doesn't happen overnight. That's the point. Elliot, we love no, having and you. That guy hates to lose. And that guy hated to lose. Absolutely. We love having you on the show. Have a great birthday week. And just think, no more Kevin uh, Bieksa running your show anymore, eh? <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, he he did he did an unbelievable job for us. He's exactly what we needed. No question about it. All right. Uh, take care, Elliot. Have a great weekend. All right, buddy. Take care. You bet. From NHL Hockey and Rogers, that is Elliot Friedman. It's 125 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks, Mike. 126 in Edmonton. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, March has texted the show to say, Bob, any thoughts on Shane Gostabear as an option if the Oilers miss out on Tyson Berry? Well, I'm not sure what's going to happen here. It's going to be intriguing to watch, but they would have to trade for Gostabear. I'd have to maybe research him a bit more on the analytics front. Um, and is it Lokesh? Is that the the name? Uh, Bob, I don't think the owner should pay a penny more than 6.5. And if they do have to pay more, why not just go get Taylor Hall or Patrick Liney? Well, the issue, he's referring to Nugent Hopkins, 6.5 cap hit. Um, Liney is going to cost you more to re-up him. I mean, that's part of the challenge that the Winnipeg Jets are currently enduring, and part of the reason why he's ultimately in play. Part of the reason, not the sole reason. Two, the orders now injury report. Four, touchback safety. Family business taking care of your, uh, check that. The injury report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. I'm sure Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang of James H. Brown, they're big fans of touchback safety as well. Uh, back in the 630 Chet Studios, here is Brendan Escott. Well, not too much going on, but it does sound like we will be quite surprised by what Tyler Sagan was playing through in these playoffs. I guess the Stars PR team told reporters they won't be releasing anything until next week, but the Athletics' Sean Shapiro says there will be some, quote, sticker shock there. Well, he was... Like, you know what, and he's a guy, like, you just wonder, like, you're trying to fight through those injuries, and, oh, man, and he's a bit of a free spirit as a guy. I, I, I have tremendous empathy for the player. I know a lot of people, oh, stop or shut up, they make all this money. It was not an ideal situation. Some of those guys were in there for two months. Again, it's all relative for those of you that maybe lost grandparents during a war and that sort of thing, but wasn't easy. We'll tell you this. There's an old saying, cars cost less than what's asking. And now 0% financing is back at Brent Ridge Ford as well. Come see the deals in 2020 F-150s, Escapes, and Mustangs, and more. Plus, get a trade-in bonus of at least $1,000 when you swap your 2016 model or older. Go down and visit Uncle Milt, Rich Johnny, and the gang at Brent Rich Ford, your Ford authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin, or go online at brentridge.com. Jack Michaels coming up at 135 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.